Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. And one of the things that I love most of getting to do these episodes is talking not only to current Nittany Lions and coaches, but also the former Nittany Lions out there and those that have had success in whatever they may be doing, whether it's professional athletics or going on to something else outside of sports. And one of those guests who I think is going to be successful in whatever she chooses to do is our guest this week here. And it's Laura Bowman, who's a 2017 Penn State alum, played Briefly, professionally in Vienna, Austria, as a hockey player, was a part of the Penn State women's hockey team, a captain, and the program's all-time leading scorer, and now she's in medical school. Laura, it's great to catch up with you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Brian. So just fill in listeners right now. Where are you at? What's going on? And where are you at in your medical school journey? Well, I'm currently sitting outside at my parents' house on the desk. Um, I uh, I just finished up my second year of medical school at the University of Minnesota. Um, I'm studying for my first round of boards, which may or may not be happening um, due to the coronavirus. Um, But right now, currently just enjoying a sunny day. (laughs) And I wish we were enjoying that here in State College. I feel like 75% of the days, uh, at least lately, have been cloudy, overcast, and and rainy here. What's it been like going through medical school, just as an aside, throughout this pandemic? It's definitely been an adjustment. Um, In my second year of medical school, we still had um, didactic classes. So we only spend about um, a day in clinic each week. But once the COVID outbreak happened, that got cut down to no clinical experience. And uh, due to the closures of the testing centers, like I mentioned earlier, we may or may not be taking um, our step one board exams, which is supposed to be done at the end of May, beginning of June. But we don't know if we're going to be taking those or not. And that's just a little bit of an added stress. It's hard for us, though, because we want to be in clinic. We want to be helping in any way we possibly can. Um, But we've kind of been put to the sidelines for right now due to our lack of experience and training. What do you want to specialize in? What's your goal within the medical field? I haven't exactly decided what I want to specialize in yet. I'm leaning towards something in pediatric, maybe pediatric oncology, um, but really keeping my options open. Um, I don't really have to decide until for like another year or so, so. As someone who studied biochemistry and molecular biology at Penn State, and I'm sure, look, first and foremost, our thoughts and prayers are with all the people on the front lines and those who are battling this. But in some way, within the medical field, this has to be fascinating as this thing's going on. Oh, yeah, it is. It's pretty amazing to follow. And uh, we actually have a lot of communications within the medical school on progress being made, research being done. And uh, even other ways people are helping in the community. And it's kind of amazing how you can um, help out in a time like this in any which way, even if you aren't involved in research or medicine, you can help by volunteering, donating. It's pretty amazing what people have come up with in the, in the um, health field. And I know that's something, Laura, that you've been doing as a part of the COVID sitters up there in Minnesota. I think you were with a family or two and can you just explain what that program was? Because I think it's something really cool that, that you as a medical student could do to help those who are out on the front lines each and every day. Yeah, this is actually a pretty awesome program. Two of my classmates started off wanting to help 
our community any in any way they can. So they set up a Google Doc um, within our class, our medical school class, and said, hey, here are a list of things that we think we people could need or use help with. Um, so sign up for as many as you feel comfortable with, and we're going to get this organized. And that's how COVID sitters developed. Um, it seemed like the majority of services that were needed were babysitting, um, especially once the um, child care services were shut down. So they have over 300 families that signed up. It is meant to help any frontline workers, whether that be physicians, nurses, anyone working in a hospital, anyone that needs to go to work still and has anything that they need, uh, we're willing to help them. They still need a lot of volunteers, but it's been a great experience so far. I was pretty quickly uh, paired with one family and they make sure that there's only one family that each medical student is paired with so that there isn't any risk for transmission between families. Um, they do, they're pretty conscientious about uh, making sure that they're doing everything they can to limit the spread of the virus while still helping um, everyone in the community. So this is up in Minnesota where you're from and everyone up there plays hockey. So when you're over babysitting, were the kids old enough to play hockey with or what you guys do in the free time? <laughs> Unfortunately, they were not old enough to play <laughs> hockey. They were still toddlers. I actually said to one of my friends um, before I went to babysit them because I was babysitting two boys. And I was like, I really, really hope they're into hockey because that's almost that's only that's the only thing I know how to do with kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but thankfully, some of the days that I was babysitting, that was nice out. And so we went out for some walks and um, we played pu- puzzles, played some games. They really like um, Rescue Riders on Netflix. That's a go-to anytime there's a crisis. Um, but yeah, we make cookies. It's been a great time. And then when they nap, were they still young enough to nap where you'd have time to get some studying in? Yeah, they, there were two of them. One of them did not nap in the afternoon. The other one did. So there was no downtime while I was over there. But thankfully, they I forgot to mention, they put us in pods is what they call mm-hmm. them. So they were between two and three medical students that were paired up with a family to try to minimize the time commitment Mm -hmm. because we are still full-time medical students trying to medical student responsibilities at the same time that we're trying to help um, in this crisis. How do those medical student responsibilities compare to the responsibilities and schedule and routine you had as a student athlete at Penn State? You know, I get this, this question a lot and Being a student athlete with my major was actually probably was definitely more time consuming and demanding than medical school, Mm -hmm. which is very, a very unexpected response. But being a student athlete and doing and being involved in as many things as I was while at Penn State really prepared me for medical school and gave me the skills to organize um, and build a schedule that worked well for me and for my studying habits. What were all the things that you were involved in at Penn State? I was obviously part of the hockey team. Um, I was in the Schreier Honors College. Um, I was doing lab work with in the Lidner lab um, on malaria research. The summer after my sophomore year, um, all the way through my senior year, um, I was involved in SOB. And then just kind of hanging out with friends <laughs> and classmates. That was my, those are my biggest commitments. 
All right, so you're part of a, a program at Penn State, too, and when you came here a, as a freshman, you're still trying to build something and build and lay a foundation, and obviously you had a terrific career and started to put that foundation in place. So what was it, a girl from Minnesota who is tremendously accomplished in her high school career, what attracted you to Penn State to play hockey? Honestly, just what you said, being able to have the opportunity to um, build a program, that was what kind of drove me to Penn State the most. I knew I wanted to go to a big school, um, but I didn't want my camp, the school to be in a city. I wanted it to be more of a campus with just a campus in itself. I didn't want it to be dispersed. Um, I wanted to be able to walk wherever I wanted to go on campus. And Penn State's focus on athletics and academics was something that was um, really great and combined my two passions really well. And that's interesting to hear. I think so many students, if not all student athletes that come to Penn State have such a commitment to academics and athletics. And you go through this recruiting process and you're narrowing down the choices. What is it about Penn State as a student athlete when you're making those choices as a 16, 17, 18-year-old that appeals to you? Do you remember what that process was like? Yeah, it was I mean, it was quite a lengthy process. Um, but Penn State really stood out in both athletics and academics. Um, I mean, athletics, you can't beat at Penn State. Beaver Stadium on a football day, just, it's unbelievable. I never really appreciated it until I came. This is going to, this is going to kind of bash University of Minnesota, but I really didn't appreciate that stadium until I went to football games at um, the University of Minnesota. And I was kind of like, this, this is kind of lame compared to Penn, <laughs> Penn State's football game. But yeah, I mean, that was athletics, hands down, no question, that's the best place to be. And academics, during my recruiting process, they really put an emphasis on that for me. Um, and they really indulged my interest in academic success. Um, I was introduced to the Shires Honors Program. Um, I met Dean Brady, who isn't the dean anymore, but he said everything that I wanted to hear, the definitely focus on academics, the smaller classrooms um, that the Shire Honors College offers, and also the honors thesis that was really intriguing for me um, that you have to write um, to graduate with honors. And that was where I found my passion in laboratory research. Um, and that's how I um, landed in the Lidner lab for the last two years of my college experience at Penn State. Well, this is probably going to go way over my head, but what was your thesis on? It was on using CRISPR-Cas9 to make I'll say mutated parasites so that we can make a vaccine for malaria, a more efficient vaccine, because there are some vaccines out there right now, but they're not as efficient as we would like. I got about 75, maybe 65 percent of that, which I think is pretty good for someone like me. Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a good time. It was I enjoyed my time in lab and we even put on a there's like an undergraduate research um, presentation that you have to do each year to um, show kind of what you've been researching. And some of my teammates went um, and listened to my spiel and everything. And it, it was great. Like just the support that you get across um, athletics and academics is pretty cool at Penn State. Let's get into those teammates and your hockey career at Penn State. What are some of the fond memories when you think back on what you achieved on the ice personally and as a team, what are some of the memories that stick out? Oh, man, that's a hard question. There's so many. I think one of the coolest memories I have is my freshman year. Um, we actually spent the first 
um, month or so in Greenberg, Pagula hadn't opened up yet officially. And the day that we got to walk in and look on the upperclassmen's faces when they got to see Pagula after being in Greenberg for a year to two years was pretty cool. It was it was cool to see that all of their hard work was paying off. Um, I mean, I'd only been there for a month and I was ready to get into Google. They had been there for a lot longer. Um, very much ready to experience Google in all its glory. So you were there long enough, though, to remember the yellow lights, the the buzz of the lights every time they flipped, flipped on? <laughs> yep. Yep. That was <laughs> where I got dropped off um, on my first day at Penn State. <laughs> Walked into Greenberg. It was it was an experience. <laughs> I'm sure, especially coming from Minnesota, where that probably made high school rinks look like uh, the Excel Center or whatever up there. <laughs> uh, yep, kind of. Yeah, it, it really did. <laughs> it's funny, though. You talk about those memories as a team and some of those cool experiences. I've noticed from talking with Penn State athletes here over the last couple of years that whenever you ask for a fondest memory, even even for the teams and the individuals that have accomplished so much, whether it's championships, league championships, scoring records, whatever it may be, they always reflect on those moments, whether it's on the ice or off the ice. It's always the moments that they share with with teammates. And it sounds like that's kind of the same thing that, that you are flashing back to here during your Penn State career. Yeah, I mean, sports is so amazing because it always brings people together. And you're on a team for a reason, and you always just want to see the best um, come like for your teammates. You just want to see them happy. You want to see them successful. And I mean, it's great when you're successful yourself, but it's not. It's no fun by yourself. It's uh, a lot better with with teammates supporting you and you supporting them. And it's great to see what a team can do when everyone is being successful and lifting each other up. And sports also created the opening for you to get paid to play and do what you love, and get to see part of the world. How do you describe that where you get to go and play in Austria as a professional? The silence is because there are no words. <laughs> it, was, it was a cool experience just to be able to live in Europe and in a different culture for an entire year. It was an experience that I would recommend for everyone. I did not get to study abroad because hockey bans both fall and spring semester. It's one of the rare sports that does. Uh, so it's hard to figure out a time to go abroad during your time at Penn State or as an athlete at Penn State, for hockey at least. So I kind of, I'd never been to Europe and I wanted to check it out. I decided on medical school a little later than most people. So I decided that a gap year would be good for me. And I figured what better way to spend a year than going to Europe and playing hockey. Um, I made some great lifelong friends there. I got to see some really cool things. Yeah, it was it was great. And it was good to be able to continue my hockey career for a little bit longer. Are you still playing at all on like the, the med school hockey team? Do they have a club team that maybe you're dominating on? <laughs> there are intramurals. We, I do play on a team. It's the dental and med, med school combined. Um, I was the only girl until this year. We added another girl who, her name's Allie Austin. She played at Yale, um, originally from Edina, Minnesota. So Minnesota represents. <laughs> um, but we basically are some old washed up players um, that 
play against uh, some fraternity undergrad guys. Actually, Mike Williamson played on the team with me for a little bit mm-hmm. for the first for the fall. So we got to have some Penn State um, representation there. He's in dental school at the University of Minnesota, correct? Correct. Well, Laura, it's been so great to catch up and hear your journey and about your journey, not only as a student athlete at Penn State and professionally as a hockey player, but also what you're choosing to do now and continued success in school. Best of luck with the exam coming up and uh, appreciate everything you've done. I think I speak on behalf of everyone, not only at Penn State, but within the state of Minnesota, where you were able to contribute as a part of that COVID sitters group. That's a really cool thing to hear about. And hopefully there's a vaccine or treatment soon and you're able to enjoy summer out on the lakes in Minnesota. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me. And I hope you get to enjoy some uh, sunny weather in State College there in the future. (laughs) I hope so, too, Laura. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Thanks. All right. That's Laura Bowman, our guest this week, 2017 Penn State alum and in medical school at the University of Minnesota, former Penn State women's hockey player, joining us on this episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. If you like what you heard here today, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell everyone out there to tune in to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.